Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. You're always trying to adjust, whether it's defensively, offensively, or special teams. And you know, I'm confident in our offensive staff. And you know, it's never just one one player or one play. It's it's uh, usually a, a combination of things. So we got to do a better job overall to make sure that doesn't happen. Bills head coach Sean McDermott. He'll speak with the media at 11 o'clock today. Extra point. You guys are going to carry that live. Happy Wednesday, Jeremy White, Jody Biasi, and joining us on the Western Hotline is. For the Wednesday midweek hit, Joe Marino of the Draft Network and Lockdown Bills podcast. Joe, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. I hope you're doing well. We're doing well. We're getting ready for this big game against Cincinnati. I think also everyone's kind of, um, well, mentally recovering from the stress of the Sunday Dolphins game that was maybe a little more than people bargained for, for Joe. How, how did you come out of that game against the Dolphins feeling? Well, you certainly are pleased that they were able to win the game, but maybe some concerns about... Uh, the lulls that they had offensively, right, uh, really leaning into a vertical passing offense, which is a good thing. The Bills are uh, blessed to have Josh Allen who can throw the ball down the field. They have some weapons that can win down the field. But, you know, regardless of who your quarterback is and who your receivers are, those are kind of low percentage plays. And I think when you lean into it to the frequency that the Bills did against the Dolphins, it re- introduces a level of variance. And I think that leads to some lulls. And I think that's why you saw this stretch after those first, well, I guess four offensive drives where the Bills offensively just were really, really uh, just in a lull, whether it was some some turnovers, some punts. um, And that allowed uh, the Dolphins to be able to be in that game, a statistically dominant performance by the Bills. But those short fields that they kept on giving the Dolphins, whether it was on uh, turnovers uh, obviously, a defensive touchdown, the special teams with the punt return, uh, that Cedric Wilson returned, I think, 50 yards. Those short fields allowed the Dolphins to stay in this game, and I think that was uh, because the Bills played uh, a style of game offensively that allowed for some variance, and that led to lulls for them. So you you kind of wonder about what it looks like uh, going into this game against the Bengals and if they become a more balanced passing offense or if this is going to be their – ride-or-die die thing where they're going to push the ball down the field like they kind of have the last uh, several games. You know, there's a lot of ways, of course, to have a successful passing offense. How do you how do you feel about what they should do? Should they ride-or-die, or is it fair to want to, you know, coach up or harness or however you want to put it? I'm sure as, you, as you've brought this up, if you, as you've mentioned, it's not like you're talking about, you know, putting any sort of shackles on the, on the passing game or anything like that. But do you feel like it should be a little bit less 
everything or nothing in the long ball, and that I think that might have been a career high in deep balls thrown by Josh Allen, that it should come back to earth a little bit. Yeah, I think it, I think it should, and I think it will. I think the Bills made a choice. They uh, played against a common opponent, the Miami Dolphins, and they, you know, you hear these cliches, but the teams know each other well. And I think credit to the Bills for playing the game differently this time around against Miami uh, to counteract the blitz-heavy uh, approach that Josh Boyer and that Dolphins defense came with. And, you know, that's the thing about teams that want to blitz. You want to make them pay for it. So they made a, the Bills made a choice in this game to do that, and I think there's no better evidence than Josh Allen averaging 26 yards of uh, depth of target in the fourth quarter when they're up by three and, you know, uh, they were going for those kill shots. That's how they wanted to play that game. And so I think, you know, it was, it was definitely a choice. Uh, I think the Bills will still be a, a aggressive vertical passing offense, but I don't know if it'll be to that degree. But I think about the conflict that it puts Cincinnati in this week as they're preparing for this game, knowing the frequency that the Bills want to push the ball down the field and the conversations in their defensive meeting rooms about what that's going to look like and how to play it. And then from there, how much it opens up the stuff underneath. And so I think, you know, there's a lot that the Bills could lean into uh, based on what they put on tape and really give them some advantages against Cincinnati and put them in a lot of conflict and a lot of stress in, in terms of being able to defend every blade of grass on the field defensively. Every defense is going to give you something. They can't take away everything. And I think the Bills right now are, uh, from a game plan perspective, able to put maximum stress on a defense. And that's a lot for Cincinnati to think about this week. And in terms of what Cincinnati might show them, think back to the AFC Championship game last year where the Bengals went to rushing like three pass rushers yeah. at times and just keeping everybody back against Mahomes. Is, is that something you see them do often, and would it be something that you might expect to see them do against the Bills this, this Sunday? Yeah, I think absolutely. Um, th- that's one thing that has frustrated a lot of quarterbacks over the last couple of years is teams really dropping seven and eight defenders into coverage and really trying to take away those those lanes to slot throws and really daring quarterbacks to be willing to fit it into some tighter windows. And it's going to test your patience, right, as a quarterback, uh, because you're going to want to have throws that there's just not the leverage that you're expecting because there's so many bodies in coverage. And I think that uh, that allows you to lean into being patient, right, and and using your checkdowns and using your checkdowns to set up some of your your opportunities down the field. And I don't mean necessarily checkdowns and that you just dump it down. I mean you're short to intermediate passing game as opposed to you're your, your launching the ball down the field with frequency. And it also leads into your uh, your rushing offense. You want to be able to do that. And I think it helps a quarterback like a Josh Allen who's very good at extending plays. Uh, and so if you're going to drop all those guys in coverage, Josh can hold on to the football. He can, he can extend the play and give those receivers more time to get open and give uh, a lot of stress to the defense because it's hard to cover for that long, even if you have that many bodies in coverage. So I think there's the way, ways for the Bills to overcome that, uh, but certainly the Bengals and, and other teams have done that against good quarterbacks over the last couple of years, flood those coverage lanes and really take away the space available to slot throws. In talking about those receivers, Joe, there, there might have been a time this year where at least I would have called it crisis mode for the receiving position. They only dressed four. They only had four on the roster. Um, do you feel like things are, are better now? John Brown it makes a big play two weeks ago. Cole Beasley gets his first postseason touchdown. You know, they might not be exactly who they were before, but as an overall group, and maybe Jamison Crowder's back in the mix, and we got a good playoff Gabe Davis game. Are you feeling better about the group of, of targets that Allen has to work with going forward? Yeah, I certainly, you know, when we talked about this midseason, just kind of wondering, 
you know, who was going to step up and, and if they had a, a complete arsenal. I think being able to get a John Brown and Cole Beasley, who, you know, maybe they're not acclimated to being high-volume targets right now for this offense just kind of based on them being away, but it's nice to have them as your fourth and fifth guys that you can lean into and, and have an inventory of time on task together with Josh Allen to be able to step in and, and situationally help the team. And, you know, obviously Khalil Shakir, who – uh, had a, a good game against uh, Miami. Obviously, the, the drop stands out, but uh, that third and one reception was as big as any play in the game. And you know, there's a couple others as well. So I, I think his uh, presence as well really helps them. And so I think the Bills are well equipped if they want to space teams out and put you know ten personnel on the field, go empty. I think that they have a lot at their disposal uh, that uh, has enough chemistry with Josh Allen to to be meaningful targets at this point in time. How about on the defensive side of the football? We brought up some numbers earlier about how the Bills were fourth in the NFL with Von Miller and pressure rate when they rush four or fewer, and they're 27th since the injury. Um, They are still getting to the quarterback, Joe, but a lot of times it's coming now with Milano on a blitz or Edmonds or Johnson off the edge. So are we in crisis mode at the pass rush? I guess where where do you see the Bills uh, in that category? Well, you certainly feel like the Bills need to step up with their pass rush. And um, you're looking at this Bengals offensive line that, you know, won't have the right tackle. I can't imagine Jonah Williams or left tackle playing with a dislocated kneecap that he just suffered. And then Alex Kappa at right guard with an ankle injury. You know, they're going to be down some players. And, you know, I feel like the Bills have had some opportunities this year against offensive offensive lines that have been down some players and have they consistently taken advantage of that to the degree that you would hope. I don't know that that's always been the case. And so I think a big part of their, their ability to win this game on Sunday will come down to the Bills' defensive line and their ability to win up front against these, uh, these offensive linemen, potentially several backups in the lineup for the Bengals, and allow them to, uh, to help their coverage. We know that Joe Burrow is an accurate quarterback that makes good decisions. We know the weapons that they have. You know, they're really deep receiver, tight end, and running back in terms of pass-catching ability. And so at being able to uh, maximize your opportunity to drop seven and rush four, I think, is big against Cincinnati. But if you rush four and they don't get home, you know, Joe Burrow's going to pick you apart. So I think this game is very much on the shoulders of the Bills' pass rush and defensive line to get home on Sunday. If they don't get home, it comes down to the secondary, which – it's a little bit like the receiver core to some point where they were thin, they battled injuries a lot. I mean, of course, like Poyer's been in and out, Hyde's been out the whole year, Travis White out half the year. Kyler Elam stepping up in a couple of big spots. I mean, the Kansas City game and then, of course, this wild card round. Um, you know, the, the back and forth between who their number two corner is, maybe Elam has firmly stepped into that spot with a couple of very big plays. Well, I think that's the the – thing that lingers for me is, is big plays. I think this is your corner that you can put out there and gives you the biggest opportunity to take away the football. Kyrie Elam, his best skill is his, is his ball skills, and, and that can mean a lot in a game like this where you know Joe Burrow is going to be willing to, uh, to throw the football to, you know, to Higgins and Boyd and, and Chase you know, when they're in one-on-one matchups. And Kyrie Elam has the athleticism and he has the ball skills to – really compete. And I'm not going to sit here and promise you that he's going to take anybody away. You know, that's a, that's a tall task for anybody as much less a rookie who's been in and out of the lineup throughout the course of the season. But I think that you need to lean into your opportunities to get big plays on defense. And I think Kyrie Elam is very clearly uh, the type of defensive back that the Bills should lean into to give them that on top of him being physically able in terms of a size 
an athleticism perspective to, to be in phase and, and mirror and match with those guys. And, you know, even if you think about some of the completions that he's given up, and I, I think you probably think about the Patriots game, the most recent one, and the George Pickens-Steelers game, it's not like Tyre Elam wasn't in position, right? Sometimes those guys just make plays at the catch point, but he's close and connected. And um, I'd lean into that if I were Sean McDermott on Sunday uh, for sure. I was just going to mention about you know the three receivers, Chase, Higgins, Boyd. We know they're all good at what they do. Um, is it a stupid question to ask you which one worries you the most? Is it just Chase because he's the best of the three, or is it matchup based? How do you how do you if you're the Bills approach stopping these three? And I'm, I should probably toss Hayden Hurst in there as well. He's been productive in their passing game as well. Well, yeah, they're all good. Chase is the one that gives me the highest level of concern because I obviously there's so much chemistry with Joe Burrow, and you know <laughs> he's willing to throw it to him when he's you know covered and and he's very good in contested situations and he's very very physical i think jamar chase might be the strongest receiver in the nfl and so you know he's going to catch it and he's going to lower his shoulder and really dare you uh to to meet that moment in terms of physicality and so i think that ability to go win at the catch point his ability to win with physicality post catch uh, and the chemistry that he has with an accurate quarterback like joe burrow you know that's the guy that gives me the most concern how about uh, for the Bills at receiver? I mean, Crowder, we'll see, right? He's in a contact uniform practice last week. McKenzie was limited at the end of last week, so maybe he's back. Suddenly, receiver's really crowded, Joe, and maybe the, in the slot in particular, Crowder, McKenzie, Beasley, Shakir. I guess for you, best-case scenario is the Bills are what at that position on Sunday? All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I enjoyed. I enjoyed seeing the utilization of Shakir and Beasley, right, where you saw Beasley being able to get in some choice route situations and, you know, find some leverage and get open. And, and, you know, both of his catches were huge. One was a touchdown. The other led to a touchdown, that 29-yard catch and run where Cole Beasley's got guys on his back carrying him down the field. And and I thought that was a a great moment for the offense. And then I think you tap into Khalil Shakir, who gives you more of a a down-the-field receiving skill set to complement Cole Beasley. And so – I think that tandem is really nice. And then if, if McKinsey can go, you get some horizontal spacing ability with what he can do in motion. And I think I would I would use all of that against Cincinnati. In their best corners, their slot corner, Mike Hilton. You know, I don't think it's particularly close. So I think you want to give him as many different looks and skill sets to deal with as well. So it's an all-of-the-above approach for me when it comes to Bill's slot position. Predicting a uh, a shootout for the ages? I mean, maybe not quite Bill's Chiefs of last year, but – do you think it's a game where the points are scored? I mean, Cincinnati. I mean, for if the Bills could could just copy Baltimore's plan, they might have a great idea defensively, right? Baltimore. Baltimore has the answer for Cincinnati's mm. offense. It seems. Which is really, you know, that's a different defense. They play really different than the Bills. So I don't know if you can really copy paste it. That I don't know if the Bills will play that level of man coverage. I don't know if they'll blitz as much, but. You know, I think that's some of the stuff that the Ravens have done. You look at this Bengals offense. I think they've had less than 260 yards total three of their last four games. I'm not sure how much it matters, right? But it, it, certainly the rushing offense has been non-existent. I think they've yeah. had 50, like in the 50s in three of their last four and 70 in one of them. They don't run the football at all. So I think you like the Bills being the more two-dimensional team on offense playing at home. But you know, you mentioned this being a shootout. I, I, I guess you guys might be surprised to find out as well that what the over/under for this game is at 48. The last I saw, so like both teams kind of hanging out in the mid twenties, uh, is based on you know what Vegas is predicting here. So 
you know, I, I don't know if – I think one team will probably get in the 30s, one will be in the high 20s if I had to guess. Wow, 48 – he's right, 48 and a half. I thought that opened at like 51. Hmm. So that's yeah. coming That's coming down a bit. It, it's a good point, too, just about Cincinnati, what they had against Baltimore. And, I mean, Kansas City had close games down the stretch, one against Houston. I mean, Joe, we've kind of reached a point in the playoffs where you could kind of do this with everybody, including the Bills, that – Nobody really looks perfect right now, except maybe, maybe San, San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, look, the Bengals have won their last nine, or the Bills have won their last eight, something like that. Obviously, all these teams are finding ways to win football games, right? And I think that's what matters the most. Maybe none of them have been week in and week out, week out dominant, you know, boat race the opponent, but all of them have proven to be able to find ways to win. And, um, you know, I think that sets up for some some really tightly contested games here uh down the stretch and um you know i i don't i don't i think you can look at a lot of different combinations of of you know what can happen this weekend uh, but yeah the 49ers look really good you wonder you wonder how if anybody can really just make Brock Purdy beat him right if if they can really meet the moment in terms of stopping that run defense and, and find some holes defensively to really make it a Brock Purdy game but that guy continues to answer the call week in and week out, so uh, <laughs> maybe he is just going to be their answer. I don't know. It's been pretty fascinating to watch that all unfold. Yeah, maybe, I don't know how much more you have on him and how much you would have studied him going into the draft last year, but are we nearing a point where his success is going to go beyond just, oh, Shanahan's making him good, or is it really just Shanahan in the system is making him good? Well, we've seen Shanahan do this with Nick Mullins, with C.J. Beathard, right? I mean, that's happened uh, with Kyle Shanahan in particular. I mean, I watched a ton of Brock Purdy. I had a late, a late draftable Gary Gray, just like the NFL did, right? He's the last pick in the draft. He's undersized, limited skill set. You know, wasn't that good of a quarterback at Iowa State? You know, you don't really pr- predict something like this to happen. But I think what he's been able to do is play confident. Um, I think Shanahan's built in a lot of answers for him. I think there's some, some better results than there is process for Brock Purdy with some of his pocket habits, right? You kind of wonder when that's going to catch up. But, like, at what point do you just put your palms to the air and say, ride it until it <laughs> until you can't anymore? And, and right now I don't think there's been any uh, reason to think that this is going to slow down. Joe Marino of the Draft Network and Locked on Bills podcast. And finally, Joe, you give the Jaguars a punching chance. How do you like that matchup? Oh, it, absolutely I do. I, I watched that Jaguars game against the Chiefs earlier this season. I thought the Jaguars gave them a really good matchup. Um, you know, I think it's a, it, them coming out of what they did, uh, out of that hole in, in the playoff game, I think is going to give them a lot of confidence going into this week. And, uh, you know, I think they're obviously a hot football team. And, and uh, yeah, I think they can really give them, give them a game. I really do. I'm not going to sit here and predict that they win, but I think that they're going to absolutely give them a game. All right, Joe Marino of the Draft Network and the Locked On Bills podcast, and uh, hopefully you, we're not into draft questions next week. Well, no, I was, I, I was going to say, Joe. I or mean, do you have one now. <laughs> how far is Atlanta for you? Are you looking at this pre-sale? What's your status? Listen, I, it, I am leaving for Mobile, Alabama, for the Senior Bowl the Monday after uh, the AFC Championship game uh, that morning. So I, I can't put myself in that position where yeah. I'm, I'm out of town. I have to get back for the flight, but. Uh, if that wasn't the case, I think I'd have to uh, you know, make the four-hour trip down Highway 85 and, and go watch a game. All right, very good. Well, hopefully, you know, when you're at the Senior Bowl, we're still talking Bills and a little bit not too much about the Senior Bowl. So uh, enjoy the game this week, and uh, we'll talk next week.
All right, guys. Thanks so much. Joe Marino of the Draft Network and Locked On Bills Podcast. You can find the Locked On Bills Podcast wherever you subscribe to podcasts. And, uh, you know, the Draft Network, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for mock draft. I'm not doing a mock draft. I'm not doing one. I thought to look at a mock draft. I saw the, who, the TCU receiver yeah, declared Qu- for the draft. Quentin Johnston. Quentin Johnston. And my first thought was, where, where is he going in the first? And I didn't do it. Like, nope, not, not, not doing it yet. Not I don't want to know. Hey, could he be a late first? Don't even want to know yet. Nope. I'll get there. Not yet. Makes I'll be sense. all in within, when's the Super Bowl? Weeks? Yeah, weeks. Within weeks at least. Hopefully not next week. Hopefully but within, not. within weeks. Back to your phone calls, 803-0550, 550 If you're on hold, thank you for being patient. We'll get right to you um, on the Josh Allen conversation, the turnovers, and, of course, this matchup with Cincinnati. And we also have to hear from, do we have to? No, but we're going to. Rex Ryan. <laughs> had a take what now that I was saying about this take I rolled my eyes uh-huh and then I was like I don't know we'll get to it anyway we're just gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna did he up. did he kill Mike Tyson like Colin Coward did? <laughs> he called him the late Mike Tyson the late Mike Tyson no no okay. but he, he he did go all in on someone as disrespecting the game of football We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. 